there was another time where um, some folks broke up and uh, there was some damage to property. But um, that's another story for another time. Oh, man. Well, I think uh, your stories are a great example of how it's it's a pretty common occurrence. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey there, while we were working, listeners and friends of the show, we have a brand new offer from QuickBooks. If you are joining it for the very first time, you can get 50% off for the first six months. Now, as a small business manager or HR pro, you know the importance of staying on top of your finances. It's not easy to track invoices, track time off, and just get a register of your accounts and know how your accounts are doing. Well, QuickBooks allows you to do that all in one place. QuickBooks makes it easy for you to manage your finances from invoicing to payroll, and their platform provides real-time insights into your business so that you can make informed decisions. And with QuickBooks, you can work from anywhere on any device. We're a remote team, so you know we love that access. So for a limited time, make sure you click the link in our show notes for you to get 50% off your first six months just by being a friend and listener of the show. And when you click our links, you do support our pod. So it's a great way to give back to the show as well. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in to While We Were Working. This is the show that helps you be a better leader of your small business or small team. I'm Joy Price, founder of Jumpstart HR, and I'm joined as always by our awesome co-host, Summer Keytron, our consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. We've got a super packed episode today. This is the uh, Valentine's Week edition. So we're going to start with, you know, just how well do employees love their jobs? And if that is trending in the positive direction or the negative direction and our thoughts on why. And then in Consultants Corner, we have an awesome topic that you may not be thinking about all the time, but it's something that's come up, love contracts. So if you don't know what that is, stick around. So uh, first of all, hope you're doing great. Uh, you wanna go ahead and kick off while we were working. I'd love to. And for those of you uh, that haven't joined our show before, the While We Were Working segment is where Joey and I talk about an article that's in the news that we know is uh, likely something you've missed because you were too busy working, but we wanted to bring our thoughts on the article and give you some tips on how it may be applicable to your business. So the article we're talking about today is actually from Gallup. And you might know Gallup for uh, their polls. And they did a survey talking about the employee engagement in the United States and some surprising and staggering figures of what's going on in that space. That's right. And really, you know, when we think about employee engagement, it really boils down to 
do your employees love their job or not? And Mm -hmm. it's okay to like your job. It's awesome if you love your job, but you never want your employees to actively not enjoy where they work. And so this article from Gallup posted earlier in the year uh, shows that unfortunately we are in a downtrend of individuals loving their job and an uptrend of individuals hating their job. Summer, why do you think, I mean, you know, the easy excuse we might say is, well, uh, the pandemic, but what are those micro things that might result in people not having that love affair that they once did with their employer? Well, I think there's, there's always different factors for different companies, but in referencing some of the findings uh, from this poll, I think they're they're very similar themes when we're working with companies and what we're hearing. And what we're finding is that this decline, it, it began late in 2021. And if you think about what was going on in the world and the remote work and drastic shift for many in how they are functioning within their role, some of the items that impacted that engagement ratio, first off, are clarity of expectations. If you can imagine working with your team uh, and or your manager and how that may have looked prior to 2021 and maybe what it looked like at that time, I think for a lot of workers, it's quite different. Also for businesses, it's definitely was a very trying time and businesses having to move quickly and operate a little differently than they perhaps did in the past. And I do think that sometimes when you're in that state of operations, uh, that that clarity of what's expected from the team members in order to shift to that new goal isn't always communicated effectively. Yeah, and uh, the communication piece is so, so important. I mean, we we offer DISC assessments uh, for our clients because we know that it's so important to understand communication styles and how to lead and navigate individuals through change. I think that piece is important. Another thing to call out is just the demographics that experience the most adjustment in this uh, in this period of time. It said that uh, young workers women and remote ready on-site workers dropped in engagement. And so these three uh, unique demographics are all being uh, falling out of love with with their employer. I think uh, young workers are um, stepping into jobs for the first time where, you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty around how businesses perform and what's expected and all of these layoffs that we're seeing. And so young workers may be stepping into an environment where uh, they're not used to or having to embrace, you know, the changing uh, climate of business. Um, The other aspect, women, uh, we have seen the rise of just the the invisible work and having to manage affairs at home while also having to manage and show up present uh, at at work and lead well, maybe in a way that um, households um, where there's a better balance of of work 
it's not reflected. And then I think with the remote ready on-site workers, it's the people that said, hey, look, I've got my laptop, I've got the tools, I can work anywhere, but they're being asked to come into the office and uh, you know be tethered to their desk. So that just kind of speaks to um, the, the different demographics that we have at work. It makes our lives as HR leaders a little bit more fun and interesting to uh, make strategies and recommendations that keep these different demographics into account. Um, but but was there anything else that you want to talk about or chat about with this survey or just employee engagement in general? I sure do. I think there was a couple data points in the survey that would be great to share with the listeners with the hope that if you suspect that you're one of the organizations that has had an employee engagement decline lately, that you know that there's a couple of areas that you will really want to focus on and dig in deep on. And uh, when it comes to the areas of engagement that declined the most, according to this Gallup poll, uh, we discussed the clarity of expectations, but some of the others are the team member's connection to the mission or the purpose of the company, opportunities to learn and grow, opportunities to do what employees do best, and feeling cared about at work. And these are all items that we have discussed in the past in regards to employee engagement. In fact, I think we even spoke about several of them when they were on the rise and showcasing what companies can do to help even continue to build on that momentum and how it is kind of that secret sauce uh, to what's um, helping companies grow in that difficult time. So it's really interesting to me that, you know, some of the areas that had the largest decline were items we were just talking about not that much longer. You know, we were talking about companies doing extremely well and helping them succeed. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how business is, right? We've got pockets of companies that are performing well and then other pockets that may not be performing well. But I think, Summer, you've laid out the recipe of what employees need to, to show up and give their best. And so, you know, it's listed in this article here. It's some of the pillars of how we uh, establish those, those businesses uh, and the workplace culture and the businesses that we support. Um, because... Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, you you want these things out of out of life and out of your uh, business, and so um, it's it's our mission here, but also it should be your mission in in your organization. So that's our, that's the article. You can check the link to it in our show notes if you want to do a deeper dive, and you can also reach out to us at uh, Jumpstart for that uh, disc coaching that I mentioned, or even just for our our HR consulting. So that wraps our segment of while we were working. And speaking of working, uh, one of the big things that can slow down small businesses is your finances. And if your finances aren't in shape, how can you grow? But a bigger question is if you don't know your finances, How can you make any decisions about your business? So that's why we recommend our friends at QuickBooks, uh, their industry standard uh, software for managing your payroll, your accounting, your invoicing, your finances, all in one place that you can access from any device anywhere. 
So we have a promo code for our listeners. Uh, if you're interested in QuickBooks for the very first time, whether it's for a new business or if you maybe uh, check and see if it if it works for businesses that haven't been active on QuickBooks for a while, but click the link in our show notes so that you can benefit from half off of your plan for the first six months. And when you click that link, you also support our show. So as much as you want to fall in love with your employees and give them a great place to work, make sure that you uh, fall in love with your finances as well. And we think that QuickBooks can help with that. All right, let's get into Consultants Corner. And Consultants Corner is where we share our advice from the trenches about the good, bad, and ugly of HR in corporate America. Um, so we work with companies and uh, this week's topic is an interesting one. I think some of this one came came across your desk and the topic is workplace romance. Nothing says I love you like a love contract. So Summer, for those of us out here who have no idea what a love contract is, can you explain a love contract? I sure can. I I love uh, I love this tagline, and it's so appropriate for the Valentine's Week episode. But a love contract is a document that you may sign at your organization uh, by individuals that might be involved in a relationship together. So, if you've ever had two coworkers uh, who might be dating. Uh, would be a good idea if your company had a love contract. And the essence of why these exist is, of course, it can be quite risky to have two individuals working together, especially when companies are required to follow such strict harassment and retaliation laws. And so it uh, really just helps, I think, set expectations, make sure that team members understand the policy, what's expected of them um, if they're going to date uh, while working for the same company and also helps limit some of the risk for the employer at the same time. Yeah. And we'd mentioned in a previous episode, just how many employees fall in love with one another. And so this uh, practice of having a love contract is something that I, I mean, I hadn't heard of it before we we chatted about doing this on the show, but I think it's a really good idea. I mean, I can think of times where, you know, I was younger and maybe dated someone that worked at the same place in college or, uh, you know, in HR, you, you just happen upon it all the time where people are, are um, wanting to date because you spend so much time at work. So, I think it's a it's a good idea to to do a love contract. What sort of steps or what sort of parameters do you think someone should put in a love contract? And so typically companies would have a policy uh, that says if you uh, are involved with another member uh, of the same company that first you're required to notify HR and that would prompt next steps about presenting these individuals with a love contract. And like I mentioned, it's the the details that are in the contract can vary from company to company. But again, it's primarily ensuring that 
these individuals, one, are not in any sort of reporting relationship, that they understand the expectations that they are to remain, you know, professional at all times. And there are some other notification requirements, such as um, if their relationship ends, then they are to notify HR as well. And it's not because HR wants to be nosy, but Again, the company does have a certain obligation uh, to ensure that there is no favoritism, um, there is no harassment in the event of a breakup, that there's no retaliation. So it is important to know, and having this contract sets that expectation with the individuals. And I don't know, Joey, I, I mean, I've worked at a lot of companies where I've had coworkers who were dating and it seemed to work well because maybe they were in different departments and they were totally professional and you would have never known yeah. unless they actually told you. Yep. But then I've also seen the opposite. But I'm curious to know if you've ever seen situations where coworkers were dating and maybe it got a little bit messy yes. and how something like this may have actually helped if it existed. Yes, 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 yes. So, so. Um, I, I worked at one place and, um, I won't mention it, uh, by name, obviously, but, uh, two people got together and were dating and I mean, they kept it pretty under wraps for a while, but, but ultimately they, they went like, you know, you could tell they were together. Uh, they would show up in each other's social media and with little love notes attached to it. But the unfortunate thing happened where they just no longer, uh, were together, they broke up, and the young lady actually left the organization. Um, now, I, I wouldn't say that their breakup caused her to leave, but you could imagine that um, the discomfort of being around somebody every day that you no longer share that bond with, um, it, it, it got uncomfortable. And so I think with a love contract, what could have been avoided is maybe, um, you know, some sort of interventions before she left the employer. Um, there could have also been some things around, hey, here are some things to consider if you are going to date. And so they would jump into that relationship probably a little bit more um sober-minded and, and not like drunk in love uh to use the, the beyonce term but but in all all seriousness though i think um guidelines are always helpful contracts are always helpful because then you take the emotion out of something and it's really about what are the terms um so i think we could have kept a really great person on the team uh if if she didn't if she didn't uh leave uh, there was another time where um, some folks broke up and uh, there was some damage to property. But um, that's another story for another time. Oh, man. Well, I think uh, your stories are a great example of how it's it's a pretty common occurrence. I mean, we we chatted about it on a prior episode that the numbers of individuals that have dated a coworker are are pretty impressive. And so I, I do strongly suggest for companies that don't have something along these lines, really consider how it could help their organization and ultimately help the greater team. Because I think the the larger team and the rest of the coworkers uh, on you know in these departments or in the organizations are not to be overlooked because they are the ones who sometimes are on the receiving end of the awkwardness or the um, 
the uncomfort or, you know, if there is a bad breakup, you know, kind of feeling that stress. So I think it's important to think about, it's really just not two individuals. It's the greater, the greater team. And that when you make uh, decisions like this to protect your business and your team members, really everybody wins at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. I mean, um, gosh, I I never really share like personal stuff on, on this pod, but I remember I was, I was dating somebody in college and we worked in the same place and um, we did it like no one left, but you could just tell like my friends had my back, her friends had her back. And it just was just a very, uh, it wasn't a great place to work for a while until like, you know, the heat came off of it. But um, that type of dynamic could work in a, in a corporate environment, too, where, you know, people uh, have friends and allies and um, they may go to protect one person's interest over another because there's that bias and that relationship there. When in reality, um, both parties may uh, be able to get along if you just have some sort of parameters in place and uh it doesn't turn into like some messy messy stuff so um i i yeah definitely have that story of of dating gone wrong um but we're we're all good now life is life is great life is great well i appreciate you sharing that and i think this was a fun topic to talk about especially with our theme this week and so if you are a leader or small business owner thinking that this might be something you'd like to explore further. Uh, Your friends over here at Jumpstart HR would absolutely love to chat with you and see how we can help your business. And also, if you have any topics that you'd love for us to chat about on the show, you can reach us, hello at jumpstart-hr.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we promise to get back to you just as quickly as possible. Joey, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrapped up today? Yeah, yeah, we have a little bit more time. I actually want to talk about our our webinar that we're doing uh, at the end of the month about navigating difficult decisions. Um, and that one one decision in particular would would it be with with layoffs? And you know, this is a this is a month where everyone's focused on. Uh, love and joy and you know we 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 tackled uh employee engagement and love contracts in the show but there's also the reality that uh some businesses are in a position where um it's not a great place to be because there is the fear of layoffs and so we wanted to help small business owners out there hr pros out there who um, could use a little bit of guidance some encouragement some best practices of how to conduct those layoffs um, ethically, legally, uh, in a way that helps preserve uh, workplace culture. And so uh, we'll drop the link in the show notes for you to register, but we do have a webinar on uh, helping navigate these difficult decisions if you're in a position where um, you know things aren't going as well as you would have liked and uh, you might need to course correct with with some staffing adjustments so go ahead and, and, and check out the link in our show notes um, summer's on the panel i'll be moderating we have a colleague from our from our team that's on the panel and we have an employment attorney who's really awesome she's a good friend of mine and of our companies her name is kate bischoff 
Uh, so we've got a really, really great opportunity for you to hear from three HR pros and one legal expert on how to tackle this topic. And where else will you go uh, and, and get that sort of information from that caliber of uh, support? So um, link in bio, link in show notes, and uh, we'd love to see you there. It's going to be on February 24th, 2 p.m. Eastern. So just wanted to give that quick, quick plug before we wrap up the show today. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Joey, how much does that webinar cost? Uh, The cost is $35 to attend. And uh, we've got some VIP options as well if you want to get a deeper, deeper dive into the topic. So um, $35 to attend. And then uh, we have some other tiers as well. So that's that's up on our site. Go ahead, take a look and uh, we'll see you there. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, this concludes this week's episode of While We Were Working, the show that helps you be a better leader of your small business or small team. If you love the show, make sure you share it with some team members. And hey, you know, if you have your own story of uh, workplace love gone bad, we'd love to hear about it. So on our socials, just give us a shout. And uh, for more episodes and topics that can help you be a better leader, check out our uh, history of podcast episodes that you can find on Apple, Google, Amazon, and Audible, as well as Spotify and wherever you get your, your shows. So see you next week. For more HR strategies that will take your company to the next level, visit whilewewereworking.com.